Welcome to episode 42, The Truth About Julian Assange. Before I get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you are on Facebook or Twitter and the topics such as the gender pay gap, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, student loans, the Federal Reserve, or the Democratic Party comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. If you are listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, please take a minute and scroll down on the podcast page and give it a five-star rating. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at TruthQuest Podcast patronage page. See this episode's show notes at truthquest.podbean.com. The easiest way to stay up to date on the podcast is to subscribe to it on iTunes or Google Play Music. It's also available on YouTube, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. Finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Very few issues demonstrate the headline-driven nature and our party-over-principle mentality more than the ongoing saga of WikiLeaks and Julian Assange. Earlier this month, Assange was arrested after spending seven years in the Ecuadorian embassy in England. He was holed up in the embassy as he sought political asylum protection from an unproved rape allegation in Sweden. He assumed that if he was extradited to Sweden, it would only be a matter of time before he was extradited to the United States. So why does he fear being extradited to the United States? What is WikiLeaks, and what did Assange do? Assange founded WikiLeaks in 2006 as a whistleblowing website. He believed that corrupt and unaccountable power was a real issue in the world, one that could be remedied by the light of truth. By that measure, he's been very successful. As many people that argue Assange belongs in prison, there are just as many who claim he is a hero. They argue that he deserves a Medal of Freedom and any and all high-profile awards from the journalistic community. After listening to this episode, Go to facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast and let me know what you think. But in true TruthQuest fashion, please explain your response. No emotional one-word responses here at the TruthQuest. Articulate why you believe what you believe. I look forward to hearing from you. Assange has successfully pissed off and made enemies of both sides of the political aisle in Washington. Why are both establishments cheering his arrest? Because he disrupted their narrative with the truth. WikiLeaks is in the business of harming the reputation of government agencies and politicians using their own words and documents, and thus must be demonized and ultimately shut down. The Warhawks in the Republican Party have been pissed off from him from day one because he dumped documents and videos that undermine the official story about the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Both Ron Paul and constitutional law expert Jonathan Turley argued that the sin Assange committed was embarrassing the D.C. establishment. In the case of the 2010 data dump, he exposed their lies about the liberation of Iraq and Afghanistan when they were actually doing the opposite in many cases. That data dump included more than 700,000 classified documents, over a quarter of a million diplomatic cables from U.S. embassies, and almost a half million army reports. Some of the reports revealed how the U.S. military killed hundreds of civilians in unreported incidents. There was a video of an Apache helicopter attack showing 15 people, including two Reuters journalists, being shot dead by U.S. Army gunmen in Iraq. There was disclosures of Guantanamo Bay's camp procedures. We learned about the Abu Ghraib prison. And we also learned about the understating of civilian casualties in Afghanistan, among many other revelations. The National Democrats cheered WikiLeaks for exposing the dark side of the war effort. They did nothing to go after him during Obama's eight years, who commuted the sentence of Chelsea or Bradley Manning, the man or woman responsible for the leaks about the Iraq and Afghanistan war. After all, he or she did not embarrass Obama, so why not commute his sentence? 
He embarrassed the military, which in the minds of liberals like Obama is a good thing. However, a few years later, WikiLeaks started dumping on the Democrats' anointed one, Hillary Clinton, and all of a sudden they are cheering his arrest. The same people who compared Trump to Hitler with unsubstantiated claims that he hinders free speech are now cheering that same administration who wants to imprison Assange. A little late to the party, aren't you Democrats? Yet another example of party over principles, or lack of principles. So what did WikiLeaks do to piss off the National Democrats? A lot. They demonstrated the extensive media collusion, including the 2016 feeding of debate questions by CNN's Donna Brazile to Hillary. Honestly, you wouldn't think she would need help debating a self-avowed socialist. John Podesta, a senior advisor to Hillary Clinton, fell prey to an email phishing scam, granting the hacker access to all of his emails, which then got published on WikiLeaks. It demonstrated more media collusion and friendly reporting in journalists at the New York Times. It showed how the campaign was keeping Bill Clinton off the campaign trail due to his unpopularity. It exposed misdeeds, corruption, and illegalities at the Clinton Foundation. It published the text of paid speeches Hillary made to employees at Goldman Sachs, where she admitted saying one thing in public on the campaign trail and another in private. It was responsible for getting Debbie Wasserman Schultz fired as the chair of the Democratic National Committee by publishing documents showing how they were rigging the election against Bernie Sanders. It provided information showing top advisors of Hillary calling her inept. It presented documents about protests at Trump rallies, how they were purposely making Trump and his supporters look like misogynists, sexist, and racist. Tucker Carlson argued that Assange's real sin was preventing Hillary Clinton from becoming president. What else do we know today that we likely would not know if it were not for WikiLeaks? We probably wouldn't know for sure about the pressure put on Supreme Court Justice John Roberts over the Obamacare case. We wouldn't have proof about Obama's awareness of Clinton's illegal email server. We probably wouldn't have substantiated evidence that the Obamas really despised the Clintons. We likely wouldn't know about John McCain reaching out to the Russians in 2008 for campaign donations. We probably wouldn't know much about Obama's once secret war in Yemen. The 2017 CIA Vault 7 leak demonstrated the sinister nature of the privacy violations, cyber warfare, and surveillance state. According to the New York Times, Vault 7 consists of thousands of pages describing sophisticated software tools and techniques used by the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency to break into smartphones, computers, and even internet-connected television. There is much, much more. If you're interested, go to wikileaks.org, enter a subject in their search box, add a few other parameters like the exact or excluded words, your time frame. It's quite a remarkable site. So what is the principle behind the Assange episode? Freedom of press, the First Amendment, the fourth branch of government, the whole point is to expose lies and corruption in government. That's the real job of journalists, not to pick a side, cheerlead, and omit information that doesn't serve your agenda. It's about principles over party. When Sarah Palin's emails were leaked by WikiLeaks, the Washington Post set up a task force to go through them. For those of you who don't follow this stuff very closely, the Washington Post is a liberal news outlet, whereas the Washington Times leans more conservative. So of course they can find the personnel to set up a task force to embarrass Palin. At the time, Palin did condemn WikiLeaks, but in 2017, she had the intellectual honesty in true principle-over-party manner to apologize to Julian Assange. Contrast that to Donald Trump's party-over-principle, or lack-of-principle, history with WikiLeaks and Assange. In 2010, Trump said Assange deserves the death penalty. 
during the 2016 election campaign, he said he loves WikiLeaks for exposing Hillary and Podesta's emails, even mentioning WikiLeaks 140 times in the final month of the campaign. Last week, he tweeted that he didn't know anything about WikiLeaks. Well, given Assange's arrest, I clearly think he wants him in prison. In a recent monologue on Fox News, Tucker Carlson simplified the Assange WikiLeaks hubbub. He said, quote, Just so it's clear, whatever his sins, Assange did not steal documents from the U.S. government. He did not hack DNC servers. He didn't break into John Podesta's Gmail account. There is no proof that he was working for the Russian government or ever has worked for the Russian government. Assange has never been charged with any of that and wasn't on Thursday when he was arrested. So, you must remember that WikiLeaks is a publisher. Assange and his team do not acquire the information that they publish. And the dissemination of stolen documents is not a crime. The thief can and should be prosecuted. And in the case of the 2010 dump, Chelsea or Bradley Manning, who illegally retrieved the Iraq-Afghanistan war documents, did go to prison. Carlson went on, to question why there is no uproar from the left when then-President Obama commuted his sentence. He is the criminal, not Assange. Carlson explained how the party over principle construct works in this case. Quote, So if your real concern is America's national security, that's the principle, you have someone to be angry at, Barack Obama, and yet strangely nobody is. End quote. When Assange's activities is described correctly and precisely, it suddenly appears no different than what any journalist does in terms of protecting his sources' anonymity. This indictment criminalizes normal, timeless, and necessary journalistic practices of protecting your sources. As Ron Paul pointed out, quote, As actual journalist Glenn Greenwald wrote last week, when Julian Assange did in 2010, for which he is facing extradition to the U.S., is no different than what the New York Times and other journalists do every day. He attempted to help Chelsea Manning shield his identity as he blew the whistle on U.S. government crime to a publisher, end quote. Alan Dershowitz argued that there is no constitutional difference between WikiLeaks and the New York Times. He said, quote, If the New York Times in 1971 could lawfully publish the Pentagon Papers, knowing that the, they included classified documents stolen from our federal government, then indeed WikiLeaks was entitled under the First Amendment to publish classified material that Assange knew was stolen by former U.S. Army intelligence analyst Chelsea Manning from our federal government, end quote. Shouldn't the principle of exposing government lies be damn near the top of our list of principles regardless of our party affiliation or political persuasion? Right up there with love one another, don't steal, lie, or murder? I mean, isn't it bad for government to lie, and therefore exposing government lies a good thing? Come on, folks, this isn't difficult. Instead, the establishment knows the American people are largely disinterested, gullible, and subject to headline scanning, so they deploy the complicit media whose only desire is not lose access to these very same dishonest government officials, and the demonization of enemies begins and never ends. Trump and Assange are at the top of that list. We are fed an endless supply of negative stories with intellectually lazy, half-baked, emotional, and often unsubstantiated evidence. You probably heard the claims, he has blood on his hands, he is a Russian agent, he is not a journalist, he is a rapist. Really? Are those claims true? Let's look at the he has blood on his hands claim. He has blood on his hands because of some of the information he disclosed? Strangely enough, these people never mention the people that took us to war in the first place. They have real blood on their hands. By the way, during the Bradley or Chelsea Manning trial, the Pentagon testified that no one was harmed because of the leaked information. And there goes that argument. 
What about the claim that he is a Russian agent, that he was involved in Russia meddling in our elections? The only problem is there's as much proof that this is true as there is that Trump colluded with the Russians. None. Zero. As a matter of fact, the indictment that was part of the arrest does not mention Russia. That's weird. Why do Republicans and Democrats in D.C. alike keep lying about this? What about the claims that he's not a journalist? Well, you know, I actually agree with that claim. He's not a journalist. He's what a journalist used to be. He filled a void left by a media that values access to power over their real mission, getting to the truth. Assange defied the establishment and exposed things that they wanted hidden that the complicit media, of course, made no effort to expose. Why doesn't the journalist community stand up for Assange? The freedom of the press is in the Constitution for that very reason. What about the claim that he's a rapist? Well, the rape allegations came from Sweden, and that led him to seek asylum in the Ecuadorian embassy, as I mentioned earlier. The strange thing about this claim is the Swedish authorities were granted an interview at the embassy, but they refused to take it. Then, as they prepared to drop the charges, the British authorities requested that the case be left open, apparently in order to expand their extradition strategy. The Swedes finally dropped the charges in 2017. So the relentless name-calling, reputation-killing smear campaign continued day after day. As one writer put it, this is like a modern-day town square flogging. When you get down to it, anyone who participates in the smear campaign is essentially saying that powerful people should be able to get away with whatever they want. I, for one, am very suspicious of anyone who defends the powerful over the less powerful, especially when the latter is exposing the former skeletons in their closet. One last piece of info. Did you know that to date, nothing WikiLeaks has published has ever been determined to be false? As we wrap up this episode, the message being sent from the powers that be is very clear. No government critic is above the law. Do not blow the whistle on their illegal and moral activities. Do not expose their lies and corruption. Do not question their numbers, their integrity, or their honesty. If you do, you might be assanged. Please join the conversation at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast.